Welcome to Episode 9 of Advocacy in Court. Our topic is pitfalls and opportunities with both open and closed questions in examination in chief. Now you'll recall that open questions are the usual technique for examination in chief. They call for an uncoached response. They call for the witness to tell their version. You should remember that in preparation for a hearing, rehearsing the general skill of answering questions, both in chief and in cross, is okay. But any coaching of a witness as to the content of their answers is forbidden. When you get into the hearing room, remember too that you, as the advocate, must not be heard in your questions to direct or suggest your witness's answer on anything that is an issue between the parties in the case. All of that seems clear enough. Perhaps it's a bit too clear because most litigators believe that if they ask open questions, of which the most common, as we've said before, are the who, why, when, where, what, how, that they ask those questions they can't be objected to. They're quite wrong about that. And I'm now going to demonstrate to you just how wrong they are. The following example is called the who had the green light problem. To follow along as I describe it, I recommend that you either get yourself a clear screen or draw it up on a piece of paper as you follow along. The case that we're discussing is a civil damages claim that's limited to property damage to a car. Put it in layman's terms, there has been a collision between two cars at an intersection. Both cars have been damaged and need to be repaired. There is no damage to either of the drivers. No damage, no injury. The parties in this civil action are Jack, who is the plaintiff, and Jill, who is the defendant. Now, on your diagram, show as follows. Two roads crossing each other at right angles. The crossing. There are working traffic lights that control traffic flow through this crossing. At the time of the accident... The weather was excellent. The health of both drivers was good. There were neither physical nor mental problems with either driver. The cars were in A1 working order. There is only one factual issue to be decided in this case, and that is who had the green light. 
that person will win. Now, the question, who had the green light, is an archetypal open question. It begins with the who word. Nevertheless, it is an objectionable question in this case because if the plaintiff asked, is asked that question, so if you as counsel for Jack say, Jack, who had the green light? The only answer he can give is, I did. Consider the other options. Remember, the lights were in good working order, so black is not an option. So there are three options, green, red, and yellow. If he answers red, he must lose. If he answers yellow, he must lose. Consequently, he will answer green. So when you say to him, who had the green light, that question is just as an objectionable as, Jack, you had the green light, didn't you? Or, Jack, Jill had the red light, didn't she? To be quite clear, the open question, who had the green light, in the factual matrix with which we are dealing, is objectionable, despite it being open. So what can you do to solve the problem? Fortunately, the answer is quite easy, and once understood, easy to apply. What you must do is to take your witness, Jack, back in time and space to a point which is completely neutral, that is, a point where Jill and her lawyer can't object. The way to do this on your diagram is first of all to decide whether Jack is travelling on the horizontal from left to right or right to left. And in that case, is Jill travelling from top to bottom or bottom to top? It doesn't matter, just make up your mind. That done, go to a point a little before the intersection on Jack's direction of travel and put into your map a small side street, which you might call Winning Lane. Now, as Jack tells his story of driving along that road towards the intersection, you're able to say something to him along these lines. Now, Jack, as you drove towards the intersection... Did you pass a lane? He answers, yes, I did. Follow that with this question. On the day of the accident, did you know the name of that lane? Answer, no, I didn't. Did I tell you to go and find out? Yes, you did. And did you find out? Yes, I did. So what did you discover was the name of the lane? It's called Wedding Lane. Thank you for that. Now, as you passed winning lane on your way towards the intersection, what, comma, if anything, comma, did you notice about the colour of the lights at the intersection? You will have noticed that I've asked Jack what colour was the lights, but I'm asking it at a time and at a place that are separate and precede the time of the accident. Moreover, 
I've made it even more open by not saying what colour was the lights, but what comma, if anything, did you notice about the colour of the lights as you passed Winning Lane? Now, if Jack's response is they were green, then it's perfectly proper to then follow that up with, well, given that they were green at Whitting Lane, what, comma, if anything, happened to the lights between there and the intersection? Answer from Jack, nothing changed. Thank you, Jack. And therefore, when you entered the intersection, what colour were the lights that you were facing? The lesson here is is that ultimately one must ask the question, but note it's ultimately. And before asking it, you set up a solid foundation of neutral observations which establish that the decision maker can give good weight to the answer that Jack must ultimately give as to the colour of the lights that he faced when he drove into the intersection. By the way, the deliberate going out to some point in time and space that is neutral from the point of view of the parties is also a very useful technique to use in cross-examination. So you might like to remember that when we get to discuss techniques in cross. When building up the what colour was the light example, you might recall that I used the question format what, if anything. Now this is a very useful technique to use when you know that your opponent is just looking for the chance to object and you want to make it well-nigh impossible for them to do so. So, where there is any risk that an open question may seem to give the possibility of objection, one way of putting that possibility to rest is to use who, if anybody, or where, if anywhere, or what, if anything or when, if at all. Going back to our Jack and Jill nursery rhyme, it may be that the dispute within which the parties are involved um, requires questions to Jack or Jill or both of them along these lines. What, if any, preparations did you make before going up the hill? Or... What, if any, equipment did you take with you to get the water? In the next episode, we'll continue with a look at the pitfalls and opportunities with both open and closed questions and examination in chief. And we'll be looking at good technique for how to ask questions to have a person give evidence of what they recollect about a person a thing, or a place. And then we'll look at the importance of having a witness bring the audience in the courtroom 
into their story by telling their story in such a way as to invoke the present sensory experiences of both the witness and everyone else in the courtroom. I hope you'll join us for that episode, which will be episode 10. Bye for now.